You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. What up, what up, what up? <sighs> Nothing much. Went to my mom's house to get some free laundry. That's pretty much about it. <laughs> then that's a good day. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing to add for my life. <laughs> I've done nothing. Um, we can just get into the episode. So today we are recapping Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, season 10, episode 15, entitled Sex, Lies, and Text Messages. Terrible title. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I looked up the title for this, I was like, are you kidding me? Um, despite the title, what are you rating this episode? It's a B plus. Okay. I'm just tired of like, and this is, you know, it's a a Beverly Hills flaw just in general. I'm just tired of when they drag out the same storyline for, you know, the whole season. So it's hard for me to even give it anything more than a B plus just because mm-hmm. it's the same storyline we've been working with for the past 14 episodes now. <laughs> like, so it's just. The season is a B plus and every episode has been a B plus. It's been there's been no spike. There's not been really a dip either. So that, I guess that's great, but it's been a steady B plus all season. I agree. Um yeah, so this episode was a B plus. Of course I laughed, but I always laugh. And that's what makes it a B plus. Right. I'm goofy. I laugh regardless, but it's just I've seen better from them for sure. And when I saw that better, it was years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let you know. Okay. So they start with, you know, shots of Rodeo, Chanel, Versace. And then we go to Lisa Renna working out with her daughter. They're always doing some, like, workout craze. You know what I mean? Like, always mm-hmm. something gimmicky as hell. So this gimmick is them, work, like, they're working out as if they're surfing in their own surfboards that, like, you also have to have the balance. It's, like, on some sort of thing that makes it not balanced. But also... There's sand around them, obviously no water, and that is the workout. Now, what do you feel about that workout? Would you do that? Yeah, if it was reasonably priced, because it's honestly a glorified, <laughs> you know, balance ball. Like, it's not anything yeah. uh, technology-wise. It's not anything that I've never seen before. Obviously, you know, it's called Sandbox Fitness. And so, again, like Jay said, like, you know, they're on surfboards in this makeshift sand so that's cool just in terms of like if you're trying to like get into you know working out it's definitely something that i feel like you can only do when you're fit already i don't know if i would recommend (laughs) (laughs) this to be your go-to exercise your go-to exercise spot if you are trying to lose weight um and i don't know if your first attempt at surfing needs to be at this workout class (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) yeah but yeah i agree i would do it too um, it would, ha- I would hope someone would like, I don't know, some sort of situation where they would pay for my ticket, uh, <laughs> to get in. I don't really see myself paying. It would have to be more, uh, I'll pay for you. Be like, okay, then I'll go. Um, but so, yeah. Yeah. Sandbox fitness wants to like send us, um, <laughs> you know, like a sponsored first day, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> first day out on the waves package we'll take uh, it right we'll review y'all and you know we'll completely cut this part out (laughs) (laughs) right we'll take down this episode and insert a sponsor segment here 
<laughs> It'll be edited. Sandbox Fitness is a great place to work. <laughs> I've lost 60 pounds from Sandbox Fitness. Yeah. <laughs> um, any hoozles. So the next scene is Giselle with her son, Jax. The other one's missing. I like that she gets... It's just nice to have quality time, especially when your kids are twins, to have like that one-on-one. So I like that one of the kids was like obviously doing something else. Right. Um, and she's just fussing at him. Classic. He left his sweatshirt at school that he should have brought home, I'm sure, weeks ago. Right. <laughs> I'm sure this is definitely not like the second or even third time. She was saying it like, I don't want to have to ask again type thing. So we hope that today the sweatshirt is home. The next scene is Teddy, the now fired housewife or retired housewife, depending on how you look at it. She is looking at her baby's room. Now, I love a neutral color to be gender specific, but what about a nice yellow? What about a fun green? What about a nice orange? Why is your, why is it in grayscale? <laughs> Not grayscale. This is sepia, bitch. <laughs> no, it was just so, it was boring like it's mama. I mean. Uh... It looked cluttered and it was gray and it just didn't look comfortable. Like a baby's room is supposed to be like a bright, fun color. Was, what oh the my hell? God, look at the room. It looks so good. I'm like, there's, it's like a fucking rug, a fucking crib and a little chair. Like that's how it, it felt very ingredient. It felt very stuffed. It didn't feel like a cohesive room to me. It just looked cold in there. The next scene is Erica Jane. Now she's getting her makeup done by one Joyce, who a former Kardashian MUA, she fell out with them over what? Mm, They're rumblings, but nonetheless, (laughs) she seems to now be working for EJ. What do you think about all that? I mean, if she's the one that's been doing Erica's makeup lately... We didn't see her in Italy, so I don't think she was there doing that because that was horrific. Yeah, but even in this like this one on one, you know, private scene, I don't know, I don't know why the name is like I'm losing it, but confessional. There we go. I I just feel like I haven't been feeling her looks, her makeup looks lately. So I hope it's not Joyce doing it, but it could be. But what's crazy is when Joyce was a Kardashian MUA, she mostly worked on Chloe, and Chloe has the worst makeup of the bunch. So I've I've never really liked Joyce's work myself. It's yeah. not my favorite, but so it it lines up. But at the same time, Erica is watching a promo video of herself for Chicago. She's just it's like a one woman show, just promoting Roxy in the musical on Broadway. And they're just, her and her team are watching it. I found that so fascinating. That she was watching herself? Yeah, and that the whole team was like huddled around her watching this iPad of her. But I did love the move where the all the boys had her and then they dropped her. That was beautiful. That was cute. So the next scene, we're at Giselle's house. She has out a charcuterie board for Denise Richards, who's coming over. Just, you know, it's decompressed after the holidays. So she's coming over. You know, they're doing classic sweatshirt, Uggs, jeans. It's a relaxed setting, not like full glam Italy. It doesn't have to be all that. We're back in we're back at home in LA. Okay, so 
When Denise came home, she says the day she came home, she also had to pack her bags and go to Whitefish, Montana. And that's where she spent Thanksgiving. Now, she's not from Montana. She's from, like, Indiana or something like that. So I wonder why Montana. I guess Montana's a hotspot now. I was thinking something with Aaron's family, no? Oh, that too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, okay. That adds up. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know where I thought he was from. Let me look and see if we can find where he's from real quick. Right. I don't know where he's from, but he looks like an outdoorsy man. So it, to me, it tracks. I mean, yeah, he is getting lumberjack. <laughs> no, babe. He was born in LA. What the fuck? <laughs> That's definitely the biggest plot twist of this whole season. <laughs> I don't know who this dude is. Who is this man? <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea who this guy is. Oh, my God. Garcelle has these cookies, these chocolate chip cookies in this little cookie jar thing on her mm-hmm. island, and I could I could really use one right now. <laughs> yeah, I could have used a piece of prosciutto with one of those crackers, too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, this, I like the setup. Foods, I'm liking the foods. And also, while she's sitting there talking to Denise, she's crafting a whole salad. Um, and then of course they have to start talking about the girls and Denise is saying she can move on she just doesn't really like Teddy and I mean and then Garcelle applauds her just as we all do we appreciate you for saying that and that's why she's not here anymore it's like I've never met a grown woman who took so much offense to someone saying they don't like her yeah like you can get away with that shit like obviously in high school you're very tender and sensitive no one likes me oh my god even like you know early mid-20s it's like oh my god this is hurtful but you are a grown-ass woman with some kids and a baby on the way and a husband who cares who at some point can you not care but have you not had people not like you in the past like this is you're grown this should have already happened you, life happens. Everyone's not going to like you. Have you not had experience with this? Just grow up. Just like you got to bring it up at every single moment. And then for me, it's just like, also you're like not being likable. Like it's one thing if like you, she said, I don't like you. And then you try to like, you know, get her like mm-hmm. you. And your go-to reaction was to become even more fucking annoying. <laughs> so I'm just like. She doesn't have a lot of endearing qualities. If any at all. Right. Anywho, I'm just to know, I'm just so glad we haven't heard about Garcelle or Denise stepping away yet. Like they haven't put out there, I'm not coming back next season. So, I mean, they have a long time. It's not now or never, but. I hope they stay. Yeah, me too. Especially Garcelle and really Denise too, honestly. They um, push plot, so. Denise is the entire season and Garcelle's being the viewer and she's asking the questions we need asked. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Garcelle then reveals that her relationship with Rena has changed since they've come back from Italy and they haven't talked. And then they flash back to Rena being an asshole and that being, I don't know, the reason. So she's just telling Denise, like, our relationship has changed and I've known her for X amount of years and it's different now. Yeah, she said Rena was being like, what, harsh or cold or something like that. Mm hmm. So that just goes to show you, like, they've been, both of them have been friends with Rena for years, like 20 years. And the season I get on the show, you you start acting up? Come on. Come on. And Rena, and Rena says she's playing a character on the show, but obviously you're not doing a good job at, you're blurring the line between 
what's acting and what's real life at this point. But also, the, the character you're per- trying to portray is the character who doesn't give a fuck about her friends. Like, I don't. What character are you trying to play? I mean, the person that pushes plot. Is she pushing plot? She's trying to do it. That sneaky shit. She's always the one that you know. Like, I have to bring it to the table. She's. She likes to be that person. She likes to always get her punch in. If someone's going at someone else, she's not going to miss the opportunity to also be get a one-two in. You know what I mean? So she's always going to beat on somebody. She always does that. So I couldn't imagine. The only person she did doing that to is Eileen. I feel like Eileen was the only one that was exempt. Everyone else. Right. Did. And I was just about to say, Eileen does, did that a lot too, though. Eileen did a lot of. I just feel like we need to. We just need to clear it, clear the air. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I need to bring it to the table. But Eileen had no fucking backbone, so she would bring it to the table, only for people to tell her to shut the fuck up, and she would shut the fuck up. So yeah, it's like because I feel like that's the only reason why Eileen was exempt because they kind of are the same person, except Rena will just kind of go. Rena will go the extra mile, but then she'll cry if you call her out on it later. Mm-hmm. Whereas Eileen would kind of fall back earlier, but they were both very like let's clear the air, bitches. But like, there was no air to be cleared. Um. So yeah. So I guess you have to adjust to that. And I can imagine that's why people fall out with the person that brings them on the show. Is that everyone's different on the show? You're never going to be exactly the same as you are off camera, on camera. So it's always going to be a problem if you know the person in real life. I think. Right. So we're at Buka to Bebop. And it <laughs> <laughs> and it's Dorit's baby shower, low key. It's her. <laughs> it's it's her room reveal, really. Right, it's her room reveal, and oh yeah, Teddy's having a baby also. <laughs> but that's kind of how it should be because Teddy shouldn't be having a baby shower anyway. This is your third child. Relax. You can have some people over at the house, but also people bringing gifts. Like I feel like if you're gonna do. A third baby shower, you do it the Kim K way and you tell everybody to bring like gifts to donate. You don't actually take gifts for yourself. The only time it's considered acceptable to have a third baby shower in which you're accepting gifts is if this third baby is not a sex of a baby that you've had prior. You know, like say you had two girls and then your third is like a boy, then, you know, people are like, oh, you know, we'll bring some stuff because you don't have any like boy stuff to like hand me down. Right, but, that's different. But she has a boy and a girl, so no. Yeah, but so obviously it doesn't track for her. But I'm just saying, just a side note, everyone else, if you want to know the etiquette behind that, that's what it is. Yeah, so she, um, they flash back to Italy, Dorit, saying that she's planning it all of a sudden once Kyle brought it up. Like, if you'll remember when Brandy dropped the bombshell, they were supposedly planning Teddy's baby shower. Just Kyle and Teddy, no Dorit. So then Dorit comes in, but kind of thank God Dorit came in because she made it a surprise, right. which is a nice way to twist it. There has been no planning. Like Kyle's running storyline has been, I keep forgetting the plan. I keep forgetting the plan. And the little planning they did do was that planning of, I don't want to open gifts. Okay, so great. So the plans for the baby shower is we have no location, no date, no time, <laughs> but you will not open gifts. <laughs> and Kim and Brandy are invited. That's, that's all I knew by episode like 13 so what the fuck ever so Dorit's planning and now let's talk about Dorit's outfit at her baby shower her book of the beep up baby shower <laughs> yeah. um you know what I didn't hate it I see where she was 
going with it. I do. I'm sorry. I like it in the, the way I like Karen's Fendi dress. It's like, I could hate it, but on you, I'll let it slide. The makeup and hair look fabulous. Let's get that out the way. So now we can go on to the outfit. The shoes look great. I also see what she was trying to do. The only, the thing that's really hindering me is the length of the white button down. I need it snipped right at the fucking waist because it's just a little too long for what I, for what I needed it to do. I would have liked to see it just a little bit shorter and a little bit more fit. Like the way it's kind of flaring out, I just needed a little tighter, a little cut. And I would have really liked it. It just would have made it look more clean overall. Okay. But but other than that, like, am I going to wear that outfit? No. But does she look stunning? Absolutely. Kyle has on a Canada goose and thick chunky (laughs) black boots. I don't know. Jeez. The thing is, overall, Kyle does look richer (laughs) she does look a little bit more polished a little bit more I have money would I still say that she's a style icon no have I been upset with Erica's outfits and I still think Erica is doing circles and laps around that bitch of course Kyle is so big it's the thing about Kyle is she doesn't take you can respect someone who will take a fashion risk and miss Cause it's like, okay, I saw you were trying to take it and like, whatever, but Kyla doesn't even take risks. She does basic things and it still looks dumb somehow. So it's annoying. Ever since that person on Twitter said Kyle is like the worst dressed housewife, I've been unable to like see anything otherwise. I don't think she's the worst dressed housewife. I think. Yeah, she's I, not. I think Eileen and Lisa Renna would have like to have a chat, but she's up there. She's probably top five in terms of this franchise i'll give her this franchise okay because i'm about to say across the board no oh baby no there's some there's some uh... <laughs> there's some hard hitters Woo! yeah Sorry. who is the best dressed franchise though <clears throat> um unfortunately potomac will out immediately <laughs> <laughs> oh shit and i almost want to throw atlanta out in new york out quick too really new york is that bad I'm trying to think. No, but no no one stands out. I think of, when I think of New York fashion, I think of the fact that Countess Luann always has on a thick, chunky statement necklace. Well, and like, very Laura Ashley fashions. It's just not fair to even bring up Luann because I put her on the same level as I do, like, Kyle and Eileen. Like, she's... <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dorinda's always in a poochie dress. <laughs> it's poochie <laughs> so bad. Um, yeah, I mean, well, if we don't do New York, definitely not Jersey, sweetie. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I guess it would have to be Beverly Hills because it's not OC. So, yeah. So, maybe that's also why Kyle stands out in such a horrible way because I guess it's the best dress franchise. Oh, well, here we are. <laughs> um, but nonetheless... We see a clip of Dorit looking at her room two weeks ago. <laughs> it was in pure demolition mode. Like, it didn't look like it was going to be coming out in two weeks. I'll put it that way. And she was in Italy for one of those, I mean, for a couple of those days. Dorit was very hands-off in this project. I'm trying to say that. She said, I'm the designer and that's it. Okay. 
do I still want to fly to LA tonight, get on a red eye, and wake up at Buga de Beppo? Yes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Um, I just hate that she only got to do a room, though, because now it looks so out of place. Like, I was looking at the decor outside the room, and I was like, what the fuck? I don't hate the fake lemons and the fake greenery, and it doesn't you know, transport me to Capri, Italy, as Kyle, you know, pointed out. As bitch-ass Kyle said, yes. But it is a nice room. It has to be a little bit gaudy. The whole restaurant is gross. So it has to still be cheeky, but also be as nice as you can make it while being cheesy. Also, I don't know if you notice, you know, I always notice these people's confessional shit. In the confessional with the pink moto jacket and Kyle with the, you know, the middle part hair, she shot this twice because one of the times the ends are curled and the other time the ends are straight. (laughs) (laughs) I could not, it was throwing me off. So I guess she had to film it twice. I don't know why. So whatever. They are now putting place cards on the table, which... In advance, as soon as they started doing that, I was like, oh, Sutton. And then, of course, they have to point it out to Sutton when she comes. Like, girl, we did we did this and we knew you would appreciate it. But they're just talking about who should be where. And notably, Dorit puts Denise next to herself because she wants Denise to feel comfortable when she comes. All of that other stuff. And then Kyle is talking to her like, you think Denise is coming? And she says, I haven't spoken to Denise since we've gotten back from Rome. And she was like, well, she, meaning Dorit, said, I don't know about her not coming because she hasn't said anything. So I'm assuming she's coming. And Dorit did her best acting, pretending, I don't know, she'll absolutely be here. No, she won't. (laughs) (laughs) She's done with you. And and she has every right to be, to be quite frank. Because then they flash back to the girls plotting and planning like, ooh, I'm going to have to go to Denise knowing this information in Rome. Ooh, how inconvenient. And then she's like, well, when we were doing that, I invited Brandy and Kim, but it was before everything went bad. Oh, my. In the last episode description of Beverly Hills, I put Kyle, the manipulator, the master manipulator, actually. And I meant it. She is. She is. The only reason why she hated Vanderpump is because Vanderpump was just a better manipulator than she was. She was like, I want to do the manipulation, not you. <clears throat> she wanted them to be in cahoots. She wanted them to manipulate together. Right. But babe, you're not on the same level, so I can't get caught up with you. Your manipulation, we can see it on Front Street. Yeah, you're bad at it. Lisa was bad, but like you're bad. <laughs> Lisa was way better. Like generally, she just didn't do it like herself. She was very good at like planting seeds in other people's minds and you know turning other people's in- into puppets. Mm-hmm. But Kyle tries to do it herself, and like that doesn't work. Yeah, it's so evident. So it's really too bad. The next scene is. Amelia Gray packing up her room in Malibu with her mommy as she's going to move into her own one bedroom, one bathroom, 900 square foot apartment that <laughs> she apparently found on that day where Alexia came over. 
And the rent is a whopping $5,700 a month. Which is so weird to me because you could have found a six, seven hundred square foot, one bedroom, one bath for like twenty five hundred. What the fuck are you paying double the price for? <laughs> like, what do you what did you get? Remember, she needed a lot of amenities. She needed a lot of security. So I guess it must be all of that she's paying for. Yeah, but it's just like you wanted a doorman, a concierge. Again, I could I could find you that for a twenty five hundred square. I mean, a twenty five hundred dollar apartment. You wanted a pool. You wanted a rooftop. You wanted. I mean, thirty five hundred max. I'm not understanding. I, please give me an itemized bill. I want to know where the five thousand dollars, almost six, really is going. That you couldn't find in any other spot for cheaper. Also, if you remember when they had that sit down, Lisa says she's only giving. It's money only. She's only giving a thousand a month, so that means Amelia Gray is paying forty seven hundred dollars a month out of pocket. She got it. That's why she didn't go to college. She's making money. I mean, and this apartment don't look like nothing. <laughs> I mean, it is nothing. It's a room, quite frank, with a few windows and a few walls. While she's sitting down with her mother. Lisa finds this the appropriate time to say that, do you remember Garcelle? Like, her, she's like, yeah. And she's like, well, Garcelle asked me that, well, asked me about the fact that I dance on Instagram nearly naked. And if that affects you and your eating disorder. Emaciated skin and bones runner dancing on Instagram. And your daughter <laughs> has body dysmorphia because she's a thin lady herself, but whatever. And she doesn't think she's thin. She doesn't need to see you dancing on Instagram is what Garcelle said. And her daughter, now what her daughter said back, like, yes, yeah, she said, fuck Garcelle. But she also said, I did used to blame you for my eating disorder as we'll remember, Harry's also blamed Lisa for it. Her other daughter also has um, her own <laughs> relationship with food. So all of those correlation doesn't equal causation, but we can all do the math. And she was saying like, so I was looking up diets on my own. You all weren't making me go on diets. Like, no, that's not. She didn't hold a gun to your head and say, look up diets and eat nothing. Like, that's not what she said. It's the example you said. Right. It's not the, that's not the nature of how it works. The nature of it is it's, it's very subtle and insidious. Like, it's very like you're watching me as the mom. You're seeing me pick at my plate and not really eat. You're seeing me make certain food choices. Right. Or you have a mom, like I'm sure she, Lisa Renna had done at some point too, kind of like make comments. Or, like, as you're eating, take your plate away. You know, like, little things like that. Like, it doesn't have to be super blatant, like, get on a diet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Remember when Lisa took her daughters home that one season? And they were like, Mom, everyone here is so fat. Like, it's just obviously a thing in their... It's not just their household, but it's the household we're talking about on this television show. So, with them, it's a issue obviously it's always been an issue so right she said they were chub chub and lisa 
which is even worse than just saying they're fat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Correct it, which is how I know that this is like normal conversation and normal talk for y'all. Like it didn't even phase you that your daughter just literally said these people are chub chub. Like, yeah. What the fuck? And everybody picks up eating habits from their parents. Every single person you, if you live in a household with someone, you probably just will pick up their eating habits a little bit at the very least. I agree completely. Yeah, that's just what's happening. So, whatever. On to the next scene. But all that to say, Amelia did acknowledge that she blamed her mother, but she's saying through therapy, I've learned to not blame you. So, also like that. But okay, moving on. Yeah, Fridays. Like, it looks so is teddy's baby shower again we're in one of the rooms that is not done by dorit and it just looks like does it not look like a hole in a wall or like a college bar that's what it, no wonder why i suddenly didn't know this place <laughs> have you ever eaten that buka? no once it was in cincinnati so that should let you know like what kind of places buka's at Good. olive garden type italian food family style so it was great so like we really can't be mad okay yeah it's not it's definitely gross but in the best way um is it would i want to go to it immediately after coming home from italy no eat it yes so jennifer comes in who's kyle's friend i don't know why we get a chiron of her she never comes back up but she's here and then next walks in lisa renna with a ponytail now, what do you think of Lisa Rinna's look and her ponytail? I thought the ponytail was fun. It was, you know, gaudy Versace type. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I like the look that much. But I didn't hate the ponytail, actually. It was her best ponytail I've ever seen. The It's just hilarious that Brandy told her that she had the same hair for 20 years. And after that, she started switching it up. Mm-hmm. That's how you know she cares about her image on this show. Yep. Because multiple times, even this season, I'm sure she's like, I like myself best with my natural hair. Okay, then what? No one's making you put a ponytail in. Right. Okay. Um, what did you think of Kimmy Richards' look? I'm looking a little bit more youthful lately. I know. I don't know what it is, but she's been looking more youthful to me. Is that sobriety? Right, is it happiness? Is it sobriety? I don't know what it is, but she's definitely looking behind the eye, you know? <laughs> I was going to just say she's clear-eyed now. Everything is very foggy in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Kim so much, you all. So I just get very excited when I see her. Um. Yeah, and I liked what she was doing. On anyone else, would I like to see that headband with that choker no but on her <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i will let it i will let it slide i won't talk her for it no she looked beautiful and from the side like in her hair there's added tracks for fullness you know kim doesn't usually do a track for fullness so i was just i was happy um and then it's revealed that they could potentially be like kind of family-in-law because over the thanksgiving break amelia gray spent time with her boyfriend, Mercer Wiederhorn, who is also married. Well, okay. Mercer Wiederhorn has a brother who is married to Brooke, who is Kim's daughter. Now, if you remember, 
Brooke is Kim's daughter who had like was the first one to have babies, the first one to get married. We all watched that throughout the show. And the Wiederhorn family owns Fatburger. This <laughs> <laughs> fucking Fatburger keeps coming up. The Fatburger, the fact that Amelia Gray is now in the Fatburger family is so funny to me. The irony. The irony. And I would love to see them be in the same family. Like, imagine Lisa Renna and Kim at, like, Thanksgivings together. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, walking in is Garcelle. What do you think of Garcelle's outfit? Pretty straightforward. I like the color of the boots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm always a fan of an over-the-knee boot, so it was fine. I was more intrigued by the gift she brought in, to be honest. The gift was? It seems to be a life-size understanding why a flamingo and why a flamingo that big. <laughs> <laughs> For all my keeping up people, um, it was giving me shades of Henry the giraffe that Chloe and Lamar used to have in their house that they used to like bring around. It was like life size. Giving me shades of that. I don't know what that means. Right. And I would also imagine if I was a kid and I saw that in the corner of my room, I'd be fucking frightened. Like that doesn't, it... I don't know. Who's going to tell Garcelle the room is pitch gray? <laughs> Who's going to tell Garcelle that is the only bit of color in that room? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, the phone, at the same time that she walks in, I'm sure the timing is not coincidental. And Dorit's out, like, kind of in the entrance, talking to Denise on FaceTime as Denise says, <coughs> I'm sick. <laughs> Definitely lying. <laughs> like, 100%. Which doesn't help your case. Girl, they have a problem. I mean, let's, well, listen, listen. You're a grown ass woman. You can continue to lie if you want to. That's fine. That's um, but just know every time you like every time you do, they're gonna use it against you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> More strategically, you're on your last few lies with this group. You're just using a willy nilly. Yeah. Guess what Aaron's sign is? Bitch. <laughs> no wonder why he's into like fitness but then also fucking weird bro. and that's no wonder he's he turned scary to me oh my god well and he was hot in the beginning oh well well to pull up are kyle and teddy um and as teddy's walking in i love that she's throwing shade at walking into dorit's buka to bebop room and she's cracking up little does she know like this is this tacky room is going to be the place for her baby shower. <laughs> Think of Teddy's outfit if you want to have an opinion on it. Women to give. Her hair and her makeup look done. This was the tracks for Fullness Night. She put in hella tracks. But, I mean, the outfit's like, whatever. She's yeah. a pregnant body, so it's very apparent. She doesn't know how to dress for her non-pregnant body either. With the worst dress, ooh, baby. Um, <laughs> so walking in, and she gets emotional, and she sees her friends. They have her real life friends here too, so that's nice. 
<laughs> Possibly absent. Anyway, they walk into the room. They have like onesies hanging on like clothespins as decoration. How do you feel about that party decoration? Um, it kind of gets lost in the room though. And on it, I don't know if I would have immediately noticed it. Mm-hmm. That if they accidentally left it up and let customers come in that next day, I don't think they would be like, wait, what are those for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's just so much going on in the room that like that's like the least of your worries, right? So lady, well, not the last lady, but the last of the cast to walk in is Erica Jane. Now, what do you think of Erica Jane's look? She knew that she was going to the baby shower. Thought she was going. I don't know. Berlin underground, <laughs> like very yellow, sunshiny ass, lemony ass room with this dark, <laughs> like cape that <laughs> she has on. I call it though. Yeah, I just wish that she would have worn something else. Instead of all blacks, a baby shower. Like, who does that? Really nice with the hair, but oh well. Missing a lot. Who it? She had a new stylist on top of a new hair uh, makeup person because, whoa. Right. The team suddenly seems like a revolving door, and whoever is revolving in, we need to get some new people in the rotation. Yeah, they suck. Her makeup is. I've seen better from her as well. Very on her face. (laughs) (laughs) The lip was fun. That is where the compliments start and end. Pretty much. Enough bashing her in her outfit. They revealed that they love baby showers and then they showed them pictures at Andy's baby shower, which I kind of like that they did that. Really fun. I really wish they just would have done like a 60 minute special. I know it was like it wasn't supposed to be on camera. It was like a live moment, but they did so much like IG storying there and they had Radio Andy there, like serious XM coverage. They might as well have just had cameras film a little bit of it. Just as I really wish they would have covered BravoCon when they just they just skipped over BravoCon when they were filming during BravoCon. Break the fourth wall that much. They acknowledge that this is the last time they're seeing Erica before she gets shipped off to NYC, baby. The bright lights, big city. And she's going to be on Broadway. And Lisa Renna doesn't miss her opportunity to bring up the fact that she was once Roxy Hart. And (laughs) (laughs) they show flashbacks of times that we didn't even get to see. We love a flashback montage of things we missed of Lisa a countless number of times referring to her tenure on Broadway. Right. What did you think of Garcelle coming at her straight like that? Hear it. First of all, a little bit of an agenda. Yeah. (laughs) You know, some type of way about Lisa right now. Mm -hmm. And also feeling some type of way about how Lisa and um, you know falling apart. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she did kind of 
you know, dig into Rena a little bit because she didn't necessarily need to. But it also needs to be said. And if I can't, as your friend, be the one to say that, then who can? Nicely. You know, and it wasn't very, like, as mean as it could have been, in my opinion. Um, so it was, it was, you did the, the ill compliment sandwich. Something nice, something you need to improve on. Something nice. <laughs> I've known Lisa Renna for over 20 years. When you're with a friend, you support that friend 100%. That was the first compliment. I can say that. And at the same time, myself, like every time Erica brought up her Broadway debut, you had to chime in. Years ago. <laughs> I love that. I did it 18 years ago. That's how you know you brought it up too many times that she knew it was 18 years. Myth or Jif, whatever you say. Of Dorit in that moment when she was like, ooh. Right. <laughs> because that really it did kind of come out of left field, but again, I still think it needed to be said. I didn't, I didn't know it was being said right now. I mean, it, yes, it had to be said, but woo! <laughs> that woke me right. up right there. Lisa says, if you thought that about me, I feel sad for you. And Garcelle what the fuck does that mean? What? I, what the hell? I don't... What are you trying to say? That doesn't make any sense at all. Garcelle said, oh, I don't think that's how you should put it. Yeah, but when she pressed up her face and she was like, mm, I wouldn't feel bad for me. I would feel bad for you. She's like, oh, oh, I don't, I don't think that's how you should put it. You... That, that you feel bad for me? Nice try. Relax. I love that. The scrunch of the face. I think that's how you should put it. <laughs> and, it and then in her confessional, Lisa Renna is like, I don't know why Garcelle has to be shitty to me. Garcelle, I mean, not done this to people. How many times of calling them out? Just like saying, I just have to be. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Like, so you mean to tell me you can ask those kind of questions, but when she wants to ask you about doing something you've done multiple times in front of the whole group, it's inappropriate. She's being shitty. You're always screaming, own it. I just gave you something to fucking own. You always bring it the fuck up every time Erica says something. Bitch, own it. Take it in. Instead, you reflected and you said, if you feel that way, which was weird because it's like, I don't feel anything. I'm telling you what it is. This is a fact. There's nothing to feel about it. Fact. Every time. And that's funny because if it was anyone except for Garcelle, all they would have heard is, I feel bad for you. So like any of the, they were like, you feel bad for me. Oh my God. They would have like shrunk down and been so hurt. Like she just said she felt bad for me. And why would you feel bad for me? And what does that mean? And you know, they would have been crying about it for episodes. I'm so glad it happened to Garcelle because she was able to be like, I see exactly what you're trying to do and make, me like shut down in some way or make myself feel bad about myself. I don't feel bad that I just said that. I I said what I meant. And I'm gonna actually raise you one better and I'm gonna tell you actually bring that shit back to the fucking drawing board. I don't think you should put it like that. If you got something to say, I want you to, to rephrase it. <laughs> actually, I'm gonna give you an assignment and I'm going to make you say that shit over again. <laughs> and Lisa's next response was, come on, Garcelle, you know me better than that. 
And she was like, yeah, that's why I like prefaced it with what I said. But I know you better than that. And I'm seeing something contradictory. Be the supportive friend that I know you can be, but without having to center yourself in this conversation. Let Erica have her moment. What's wrong with that? Who cares if you've been Roxy Hart? There's been a thousand bitches that's been Roxy. That's the point of it. Nobody remembers you as Roxy. Years ago, but I would like to call anyone to come forward with any video footage of her time as Roxy. I'd like to see, you know, her solos. I love to like. First of all, you never mentioned it until Erica said that she was doing it. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) we would have heard about it just like we heard about you being on days. Mm. Anyway, so Teddy to cut the tension by making a joke asking Erica if she'll perform tonight. Laughs it off, of course, and is like, no, I'm not. I love you, but no, I'm not performing tonight. And then suddenly Garcelle and Sutton, they didn't ride together, but they both need to leave at the same time. (laughs) She was leaving and she decided, you know what? That's probably ideal. (laughs) They probably came into the room to say it was time for her to go. I agree with that. She had to leave. Now, why Sutton had to leave? I don't know. Being in fucking Buku to beep bop any longer. <laughs> and I guess the producers probably were like, all right, five minute call till Brandy comes in, five minute call till Brandy. She's getting mic, she's getting mic. Everyone, you're ready? Okay, one. Time to leave. They didn't, they're both kind of Team Denise. They said we could leave. And his team, well, maybe not Team Denise, but she's Team Mind Your Fucking Business because Sutton had already heard. Two years ago. So that means they allegedly had a couple trysts. This hotel podcast situation was not the first time. Right. She's like, I've heard about this. Oh, oh. she's like, I didn't feel the need to bring it up then, and I don't feel the need to talk about it now. (laughs) (laughs) So they're sitting here all talking and they're talking about the fact that Denise didn't come because of course there were place settings and that was going to have to come up eventually and they're and Teddy's saying like I just would respect if you just came to me like okay I'm not coming or like just own it just say it and of course like you just said they just want to use that as leverage against her this moment this was probably the highlight of the episode if one of the highlights of the episode Kyle was giving a master manipulator speech, trying to give context to Brandy coming, saying, I've never, ever, ever been friends with Brandy. And they cut to Kim making a face like, mm? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Kim keeps it real. Kyle out on her. Never been friends with Brandy before, but this season you're feeding her information and bringing her to filming, so you would be friends. Right. Because she was crying on IG about not having her kids on the weekends. Get out of here. Lisa Vanderpump would never come up with a flimsy excuse like that. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about Denise, oh, who could it be but Brandy walking in? Now, Brandy... When she first walks in, I don't know if you noticed the back of her hair in that ponytail. Yeah, and you know what? Some people on Twitter have also made note of it. 
<laughs> well, I'm glad somebody saw it. I took a picture of it. The day, I mean, let me... yeah, the pictures are circulating. It's bad. Okay, cool. Because yeah, I took a picture of it. I was thinking that's gonna have to be put somewhere. I can't. I took a picture of it instantly. I said, mm-hmm. "My thing is, I'm sorry, babes, but if you're gonna come and talk shit about somebody and potentially ruin a marriage, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta come looking and dumb the fuck up." fucking brushed (laughs) (laughs) what the hell I guess she looks as good as he's gonna get with this bodge face you know in a baby shower look the flowy florals the ponytail kind of girly-ish for the girl that I mean the girl that Teddy is having and she's sitting next to Dorit which is interesting because when she met Dorit for the first time it was at Kyle's party and the first thing she said to Dorit was her tits were fucked up. Your face is fucked up. We wish Dorit would have just come with her with like a quick one too. Because someone saying that to you, I get Brandy's supposed to be the truth teller, but someone saying that to you the first time they meet you, that's inappropriate. Come on. Yeah, there's really no excuse. I don't know why you thought that was like okay to say to somebody. And then you think a budding relationship would come right after. From that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Like Kyle had said earlier, I've never been friends with Brandy, but she's not a liar. She is not a liar. She's really trying to push that. She keeps saying she is not a liar because that's, you know, her trying to pull the puppet strings, quote unquote. Um, and Dorit, I mean, should I call her Dorit Esquire? Because she is fully fully interrogating Brandy, asking her the deets. And she said, I need them now. She's being what we what we call a loyal friend. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not something Kyle knows or anyone else at this table. Um, Except for the people probably not on the show that would Teddy's real friends, right? Erica would have been loyal had she not gotten a little wind that she, you know some shit might have been spoken about her. She gets real sensitive in a Teddy way about that kind of shit, which is. Again, bizarre to me because Erica, you can't be out here saying I'm a bitch, I'm a cold bitch. It's expensive to be me. And then someone says, Wow, she is a cold bitch. And you're like, Oh, did you not? And then asking the most cold, Come on, you frigid bitch, you inherently cold bitch. Like, like an Erica apologist. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very willing to give her the BOD. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I'm losing grip of that Mm -hmm. this season not not pleasing to me this season (laughs) i can imagine you struggling with that you all i (laughs) have never been that lady never been a huge fan (laughs) always been team dorit so i've it's been a hard time with me and erica and i never hated dorit i just uh, i like dorit but dorit's been proving more loyal lately that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, but in the beginning, it the way they set it up, you were either like one of them, you kind of stick with them, and that's just initially that's just the one I stuck with. So basically, Brandy's pretending that she has no idea why the heat's on her, and she's like drinking her wine and like, oh my gosh, like why is everyone asking me questions? And I didn't expect all this to happen. I don't even know like ninety percent of the people here, which. Again, it's like just rude. You don't say to like a table full of people you never met. You could walk in the room and say hello. Or you could say, I don't even know you. 
who does that to people they don't know? <laughs> Teddy's real friends, like, mouthing to each other, like, we can go. We don't have to be here anymore. We can leave. I was not being fun anymore anyway, so I, we can go. Crossword puzzle. They didn't do a guess what's in the diaper. They didn't do a eat baby a food challenge. Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah. Toilet paper measure of the stomach. There was like nothing. <laughs> it was lackluster. Which is why I think it was staged. We're in a plot for Brandy to come on. This is all I could <laughs> <laughs> mm, Get your fixings here at Booker <laughs> <laughs> um yeah use code on display for 20 <laughs> off of your chicken farm meal <laughs> with one kid's entree free yes <laughs> yes so yeah uh yeah so the ladies are sitting there and finally the real friends leave they get up they give hugs they're like we have yeah we're outie (laughs) we're scramming what is this so um erica then does this thing that is so dramatic she she's like i looked at denise and i said i asked her straight up are you lying to me denise have you ever lied are you telling me the truth and denise says yes Erica, when have you been 100% honest about anything also? Years. And I don't know a goddamn thing about you. I don't know anything about Tom. I don't know anything about your son. I don't know anything about you. I don't know about know more about Erica Jane than Erica Girardi. Which is the constant feedback that you keep getting is also my thing. If a couple people misread you in your lifetime... That's a given, you know. It is what it is. That happens all the time. But if multiple people who know you and have have known you for years are saying the same thing. Do bro, if everyone says you're dead, you've got to lie down. You got to. Erica, your clothes off and cold. Either own it. Open up. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. But who cares? What? Who cares? Who cares? I guess that's my issue. Who cares that Denise said something that Erica's a bitch? You are a bitch. You said you were a bitch. Yeah, I thought you, you were, knew. You were a cunt around your neck. You didn't like Teddy. Not everyone has to like you, Teddy. And like we just said earlier, you haven't been likable. And the audience hates you, and you know that. That's why you're leaving the fucking show. And no one was like, gosh, I wish Teddy would stay. No one said that. So if you sent your shit thinking that somebody was going to ask you to stay, you thought wrong. <laughs> Hit you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to like, I just imagine her walking out the door and I just slam it and it kind of hits her while I slam it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. After I fuck her, kick her out. I mean, how many, how many things can I say? I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> she makes me feel like violent. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Everything is about like a manner in which she's leaving and the doors hitting her on the way out. <laughs> yeah. uh, that dog shit, I'm done with her. First of the dog shit or this shit? Uh, it might be this shit. Maybe because it happens after the dog shit. Was worse. This is bad 
but on Kyle's hand. You know, like, her hands are not as bloody in this. On the dog shit, she was low-key more responsible than Lisa. I feel like Kyle and Teddy are, like, equal in this. You think so? Yeah, because right now, like, Teddy's the one doing most of the talking. You know, Dorit's like, no, I'm sorry, like, I'm on Team Denise, and Teddy's like, no, but Dorit, you have to understand that she did Like, yo, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Determined for everyone to see that Denise lied. And it's really only because Denise said that she don't like her. And I think about the details. She says she was there in April for the podcast. Teddy asked, was Aaron there? Because if you remember, Denise lied and said that Aaron was there. He was never there. We all know he's not there. But she said he was there in a last ditch effort to come up with some new story. So Brandy's like, absolutely not. Like Aaron was not there. And then, of course, they show Erica being dramatic, like putting her hands, I mean, putting her head in her hands. And then she gets into the details. And this is where, why I don't blame Teddy. For me, the blood is completely on Brandy and Kyle because never did you come on national television reciting what you did, even if it is for whatever reason you're trying to say it's for. There is not a reason why it's appropriate unless it's like something with legal action or like sexual assault, something like that. Other than that, you do not need to give any play-by-plays of what goes down with you and somebody else in the bedroom. That is so inappropriate. I think that's just my issue with this whole like storyline. It's like, who cares if she slept with Randy? Why are we talking about this? Because Brandy felt some type of way about it? It sounds like Brandy should take that up with Denise. What the fuck that got to do with y'all? And then y'all keep saying, you know, it's not if she slept with her, that's not the problem. Then what's the problem? Yeah. No one, no one can, no one can specify for me what the problem is. Begins to explain that they were making out and she bit her. So basically she was saying like she left hickeys and like bite marks and stuff all over Denise's body. And she said that the next morning when Denise was like, Aaron can't know about this. She told her to say that those marks were for from the corset she had to wear for her costume in whatever show she was shooting up in Northern California. Not my fucking business. Right. This Kyle kept making. She's so fucking annoying. She probably practiced oh them in the mirror. I'm so over her. Oh. And Dorit kindly points out, like, why would Aaron care at all? And then Teddy's like, that's her point. Like, why would Aaron care? Why is Denise telling her to keep it a secret? I don't know. Why are we getting why are we getting into the details of it? Who cares? He say that Aaron will kill me? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that's fucked up in this storyline of being quote team Denise. Being being team Denise does not mean you do not believe Brandy. It is actually everything she's saying is facts. The whole thing is shady. Her and Aaron are shady on a whole nother level. But that's not pertaining to this case. It just is all bad because it's all true. Right. My argument is not that I don't necessarily believe Brandy. My argument is that why do I care and why do I need to listen to Brandy? Right. Care. I don't care. Saying that they don't care. But they keep caring. It's 
December 2019 when I thought this was going to be part of a bigger scheme. <laughs> now it, it's shaking out and that's the climax? Are you kidding me? That's it? Oh. Let me put it that way. I need more. Whoa, Erica. says, I can back it up with text. So she thinks it's appropriate to pull up her private text with Denise and send them around the room via her phone. She's like, everyone just read them. And they literally pass it around. Like at show and tell when you were little, you would bring your favorite toy. Everyone would touch and feel it and see it. She's doing that with her phone, with her text messages. All of them, you can scroll back years of her conversations with Denise. It's none of my business. Is Denise <laughs> continuously calling her pretty mama? <laughs> I love that. And then the last text that went, you know, ghosted, I guess she never replied to his text was, Are you coming on the trip? I love that Denise, like, she's like, I got to know if I have to be prepared for all of that. And I, you know what? Fuck Brandy for not replying and saying, No, I'm not coming on the trip, leaving her anxious like that. Right. Because you know she can't ask any of the other ladies, then it'll make it hot. Denise believed way too much in her acting ability because she thought she could just play off whatever they were going to throw at her versus you actually should have had a script ready because your improv is not doing that great. And the guy is truly like, send me $100 in the, like $100 check in the mail for doing this. I don't even want to do this up the fact she's like I do know Denise like Denise is claiming that you know she barely knows Brandy Brandy's saying I do know Denise I sucked her heart Beep! and the ex- explicitive there rhymed with skit and it was not tit I'll put it that way <laughs> <laughs> look I don't, I was, and then Kyle, that acting that Kyle was trying to do. That's what I'm saying, that fucking face she made, I just wanted to punch her. Oh my god. And she held it for way too long, she wanted wanted to make sure the camera captured it. Lapstick, I was like, oh my god, get out of here. If the camera did not agree, you would not have done that. Right. That's why all the fucking shows you try to do get cancelled. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad American woman went down in flames <laughs> <laughs> Um, and only the slut Lisa Renna would scroll all the way back to December 2018 and you claim to your friend you cried on my shoulder and went to the fucking Vatican after with me and now you're scrolling come on you're a liar I feel but if you'll notice when Lisa Rinna is talking in her confessional, she holds up her phone and she obviously has now screenshots of the text. So I can imagine it was like a group, like a group chat. They're all in and Brandy sitting pages and pages of screenshots of her and Denise's text. I'm sure that's what was going on. Times the text messages between Denise and Brandy have quote unquote leaked. But they're obviously screenshots from Brandy's side because her texts are the ones that are blue. So how did they quote unquote leak? Text messages don't leak. Your phone, they didn't fucking leak, okay? So your screenshot, then Denise Richards texting you, hey, pretty mama. 
Yeah, like I don't <laughs> I don't want the scoop on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the next scene is Erica getting ready to leave to go to New York and she's with her assistant and she's saying goodbye to Tom and they make a funny comment where she's like, okay, well, I'll see you in two weeks. And he's like, take care of my girl to the assistant. And then she says to Tom, well, we'll we'll be seeing you more now than usual. Honestly, seeing you in two weeks. Like that was not, I didn't like to hear that. Right. How much does she see him? Like once a month? Also, right. They didn't even like hug or kiss or smooch or high five. They didn't do shit. This bitch just left and hopped in a, in a <laughs> hopped in a suburban and hopped on a jet. I was like, all right, well, she got some dirt on him or something. Being <laughs> Erica without the extensions, her hair looks so healthy. It's platinum blonde. Mm-hmm. There's Erica Jane's platinum blonde, and then there's Gina Kirschenheiner's platinum bomb from Real <laughs> <laughs> Housewives of Orange County. Yikes. Dark figure. Two different dye jobs. So in the PJ, and she's off, and while she's, you know, they're showing the PJ right off into the sunset or the daylight or whatever. She's talking about how she remembers watching private planes land when she used to be stripping in Jersey. One moment, so I'll, I'll let her have it. Yeah, that's cool. It's Kyle. She is such an actress. She just so happens to be in the kitchen baking something. I've never seen without the hired help, might I add. Right. Okay, nice try. So she and she has on a page boy cap at the same time. And you know, I hate those hats. They were cool in 2016, I think. It's 2019 in this at the latest. I mean And you're in and you're in the house. Why do you have a hat on? <laughs> I just want to come from under the brim and knock it off. Yeah, I just want to slap it <laughs> off. <laughs> so fashion. It's a harsh look for the house. In decor. She has like those multi lights on the like multicolored Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. I hate those. Ugh. I just feel like Christmas lights should just be the single warm light. Not the LED ones because those look crazy too. But just single colored warm lights around the tree. You can go crazy with with you know the bows and the and the ornaments and stuff like that, but I feel like the lights should be simple. I hate the multicolored. I don't know why. It just looks very tacky to me. I think just multicolored that. is very appropriate for outside. I love to see an outdoor setup with some multicolored lights. That's where I don't like to see white lights. White lights on a house is so boring. I want to see the colors. I want. That's where you can get cheesy and fun. Of course, elegant in the house, you know, gross outside. So Kyle decides to have it inside and she decides to have white and black tiled fo- floors. And she also decided to have a pink neon sign in her foyer. She makes decisions. Anna and her are both acting because she's acting like a homemaker. And Lisa Rinna is acting like a surprise friend who's been duped by the evil villain, Denise Richards. Right. To 
say that she can empathize and sympathize with Lisa Rinna. She says, quote, I've been in this position before. Defend something. True. And then they flash back to the infamous goodbye Kyle scene (laughs) where Kyle is sporting a different hat this time, a burgundy fedora. As she tells, <laughs> as she tells LVP, I don't believe you. I think you planted stories in Radar Line, which again, another fact. That is a definite fact. Is that you could show your way out? And she storms off, and that was the last time we ever saw Lisa in a scene with Kyle. Flashback, and I guess <laughs> equivalent is her sitting down with Denise when Denise is looking her in the eye as a human being, saying. You hurt me. You coming at me on top of all these other women is offending me. Like, I'm not saying you need to 100% be on my side because clearly I'm not going to get that out of you. But for you to add on and pile on and be worse than everyone else, honestly, no. Right. That scene, Lisa Ren is the one being duped. And it does. And all the, like, the ridiculousness. And then she's like, actually, I was manipulated. Last time she was manipulated by Vanderpump, but now she's manipulated by Denise. You know what? Why are you such a fucking fool then? Why are you such a dumb bitch? You're just so easily manipulated, huh? It's just... just, (laughs) You're one gullible ass hoe. You're just one gullible bitch. I don't know, you know. She feels like Denise has weaponized their friendship. What does that mean? What are they- what does that even mean? Frank you're using words. Never, yeah. You're you're right. You're just using words. And I don't know if you really have a mastery of these words. I don't know if you really understand these words. Because what does that even mean, Lisa? Okay, Jax Taylor, what are you saying? <laughs> Your brain is a spring. All right, we get it. We get it. You heard Kanye say that on SNL, so now you're repeating it. I get it. Whatever. I don't. I, I can't. So she's like, what if I'm being manipulated in all of this? Again, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop on how that's happening. I, I'm not seeing that. I, I didn't think of anything in this situation and thought, well, you know what? Lisa's, Lisa's being manipulated here. On the cake, Lisa says, I feel like, quote, a big fat fool. There she goes with that fat shit again. <laughs> <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> Big fat fool, huh? (laughs) (laughs) You could have been a big dumb fool. You could have been a big (laughs) stupid fool. But you had to be a big fat fool. Hmm. You could have been a big freaking fool. A big fat fool, huh? A big lipped fool. You could have been a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) She's a big lipped fool. You named episode for sure the big lips fool. I've got to put that in the description. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, I'm so disgusted by her and her behavior. Case of the big lipped fool. (laughs) (laughs) This horrible woman that's trying to sell us on the fact that Denise has conned her when truly it is not that. And everyone watching, we're all watching the same TV show. We watch the hashtag on Twitter, we see what the people are saying. No one 
is understanding her position. No one, no one's her. believing you, Rena. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what kind of PR spin you think you are putting on this. I don't know. You maybe maybe she took like a couple PR classes and thought that she could do her own, but I you're you're not selling me on this one, kid. You need to get media coached because this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> because your solution to looking like the messy bitch on the show was to say you were being manipulated. It's like okay. You used it already, also. Yeah. This can't repeatedly, this can't be the idea every time. Come on. You're a big fat fool season, so you don't get another one. You don't get another one. So. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. But as mentioned, this is the second to last episode of the season. Thank you. And <laughs> <laughs> the finale is next week. Woo! Woo! Um, so we see for the finale, everyone's going to go see Erica on Chicago. She has a billboard in Times Square. And when she walks up in that all white, it was so cute. And then they show Denise meeting up with an unlikely friend, Camille Grammer. I love me some Camille. <laughs> um, so here she is, Saint Camille. And they show everybody getting ready to go to the final party, whatever the finale party is going to be. I can't tell like what the occasion is going to be. Have they talked about it? No. That's weird. They usually have like a scene where they're all like, you know, you're coming to my party, right? You know what I mean? Right. I will say from the snippets I saw that I'm liking Dorit and Lisa Renna's look. Dorit looks gorgeous. Yeah. And I wasn't hating Lisa Renna's new wig. I wasn't. No, that was a better wig. Um, And then we see Garcelle in the car with Chocolate Michael saying that Denise stood her up. And obviously they were going to meet up before they went to the party to go together. I also see in this preview Sutton in another Dolce frock. Um, And then we see Garcelle mention like, oh, Denise was going to come. What, is Brandy coming? Is that why Denise is not coming? They're all like, no, Brandy's not coming. And then we see... Camera's in the car on the way with her, so she's coming as fuck. Production <laughs> is driving her, she's coming. And she's taping Kim's boob, which funny, we got that in the trailer. I didn't realize that was going to be in the finale. Again, I didn't realize I cared, but... And I guess we do, because they're coming to the party, and I guess that's what we asked for. I asked for Kim, I don't remember. So, are they, are they back on the show? I mean, why do we care so much? I want to know. Bring him back, but don't bring him back. Her life is at stake. Would you want to see Brandy back on? She pushes plot, you know, mm-hmm. and she and she is plot. You know, she does both. But you know, she's just not a nice person, and she doesn't look nice anymore either. So I just have a tough time feeling like I care care to see her. Mm. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what she would bring to the show this time around. Okay, well, unfortunately, she's coming to the party. And then we see a scene that's clearly going to be shot after the party. Like they did last season after the finale party. They showed them all like a dinner table or like a lunch table together, like reflecting on the season. It was so weird. Um, This time we see just two people and it's Denise and Lisa. Another infamous scene from the trailer, which I've been dying for when Lisa's like, oh, you sent the cease and desist? And 
you know, Denise all does all that eyebrow work and she's like, ooh, acting with her face. And then um, Lisa goes, oh, you're angry. <laughs> I can't <wait> <laughs> When is that? Is that the finale? Yeah, I think it's going to be after the party. I think it's going to be like shot, you know what I mean? Like a three days after the party or like weeks after the party. You know what I mean? I had to wait the whole season to see that. That's crazy. I know I was dying for that scene and I can't believe I had to wait for the finale for that. All right. You know what time it is. Who's your housewife on display? I think I'm going to have to give it to Brandy. I think screaming across the restaurant that you sucked on a woman's sleep and that was supposed to be sufficient enough evidence (laughs) that you had this tryst with her, you know, this whole season is kind of about you and you're not even on the show. Mm -hmm. And that's talent. Really, truly. Again, she's the inciting incident of the season and she doesn't even hold a fucking diamond. So let her be housewife on display. That's the only way she'll be a housewife is on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. This is random. Since I don't think we have any breaking news. Do we have any breaking news? None of mine. Okay, cool. Then let's end with a question. Are you ready? Yep. Who is your favorite friend of in Housewives history? I think that goes perfect with the Brandy shit. I think that's a per- an appropriate question. And there's a, quite a few to choose from. Who comes to mind? Just shoot a, shoot a few out. There's two that came to mind. For me, it was Marlo and um, Elise from New York, actually. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Yep. Marlo, because she honestly could have been a housewife in herself. Yeah. And um, Elise, because I do think that she was a good addition. I don't need her to be an actual full-blown housewife. I don't think I care that much. Mm-hmm. But she's she knows how to have the fun. She knows when to relax. She knows when to she you know she'll be lovey-dovey and be making out in the corner or she'll just be chilling it like you know on the couch so i like that she can adapt well to what's going on around her and she, uh, she seems able to equally be friends with everybody so who would you say dwight eubanks <laughs> <laughs> hands down to me he's the to me when i think of house like friends of he's the first friend of i could think of like in terms of history he's the first friend of i remember seeing on the show he was on the reunions he used to have like a little segment and like gave one liners and like truly was a part of plot and like had reads and he used to be on watch what happens live all the time like to me he's like the ultimate friends of friend of and i feel like he was the original friend of as well mm-hmm so I have to give it to Dwight Eubanks, wherever you are. Dwight, if you hear me, come on the pod. <laughs> A fashion show with no fashion. How dreadful. So yeah, he wins for me. That's fair. Notice that we both said somebody from Atlanta. <laughs> That's the city of friends up, because I was also thinking like Miss Lawrence and like Derek J, and I was thinking Marlo too, but I was thinking all four of them. Wow. Not Tan Sam, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, two things. One, did you hear Tay is supposed to be full time next season? Did we already talk about that? I do not want to see her have a tag. She was looking pretty full to me, and I was annoyed by it. I don't <laughs> want to see her with a tagline. Also, um, Elise is not going to be on the reunion, and she's not coming back next season. Lost a good one. Ramona ran her off. Yeah, you hate to see it. 
She should at least be on the reunion. I can't believe they didn't bring her on the trip. That's ridiculous. They needed an extra person on that trip, too. And they had so much room. They should have. That was, that was grimy. Well, on that note. See ya. Adios. <laughs>